It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking forward to this next conversation. It is with a, a name you recognize, you should recognize, as a, a former host here on KSL News Radio, Jay McFarland, Jay Mac. He uh, made the decision to leave the world of talk radio in an effort to pursue a seat in the United States Congress, specifically Utah's 4th Congressional District, as a member of the House running as a Republican. And he joins me now. Jay Mac, sir, how are you? I'm doing fantastically. It's great talking to you. Yeah, likewise. I, I mentioned that you uh, formerly a talk show host here on this radio station during this time slot, uh, in fact, but that you made the decision to, to leave that world and enter into the world of politics. Let me ask you, frankly, why'd you make that choice? Yeah, I tell you, it was a really difficult decision to leave my dream job, but I just felt like I'd regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't, because our Congress is shut down. We are sending people to Congress that are extreme on both sides of the aisle, and they cannot get anything done. And for the sake of my children and my grandchildren, I just had to get in there to see if I can try and restore some level of civility and remind people that we can disagree, but we can do so respectfully, and we can also get things done. And right now, you know it, nothing is getting done. Yeah. I want to talk to you in a moment about this executive order signed by President Trump the other day relating to law enforcement. But you mentioned uh, getting to Washington and getting things done. Let's say the, the voters in Utah's 4th Congressional District, they cast their ballot and you receive sufficient votes to send you off to Congress. And you are then Congressman McFarland. What, what is the first order of business? Well, you know, you know uh, from your own experience that as a freshman congressman, I'm going to have a lot of learning to do, and I'm going to have to build a lot of coalitions. So the goal is to be able to find common ground and then work from common ground outwards, and that's what we're not doing. So a big concern will be recovery, I'm sure, still of COVID-19. We're still going to have to be working on that. I bring with me a comprehensive plan for immigration reform. So and we're also going to have to figure out this debt that we're racking up. I understand the debt that we've had for COVID-19 recovery, but we've got to get serious. Again, talking about our children, handing off this level of debt to our children is just to me, it's unconscionable, unconscionable, and it needs to be reversed. You mentioned immigration reform. Today, the Supreme Court announced that they were uh, undoing the ruling handed down by uh, President Donald Trump and essentially extending uh, DACA protections. Uh, is that enough? And if not, what do you do once you get to Congress? Well, this is actually a perfect example of how messed up Washington is. The original DACA decision by President Obama should not have been done by executive order. It should have been done by Congress. But Congress can't get its act together. So then President Trump comes in and he uses an executive order to overturn it. Once again, it should have been done by Congress. So if you look at the ruling by the Supreme Court, they didn't really rule in a decision that favors DACA or doesn't. They ruled that procedurally 
This entire thing has been done improperly. And so President Trump needs a good reason to overturn what President Obama did. Congress has neglected its duties with immigration and with DACA. So now we're seeing it bounce back and forth between presidents, two presidents via executive order, and the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. This is not the way that our government was designed to work. These decisions are supposed to be made by legislative bodies sent from each state. And so the decision was frustrating, and it once again demonstrates that we have got to send different people to Congress. You said that your approach, your first order of business is to find common ground, and you will head out to Washington should you be elected to Congress in search of that common ground. Are there any members of Congress, as specifically as you can name them, who right now embody that idea of common ground, individuals currently serving in Congress who you would seek to align yourself with? No, I have to tell you, I might lay an egg on that question. It's really going to take me getting there and getting to know each person individually. I think it's really hard to tell on the outside looking in who you're able to sit down and work with. You know, having been there, that it's the face-to-face meetings that make the difference. So I'm not, I'm not prepared at this moment to say exactly who those coalitions are going to be with. Um, I'm just excited to get there, and, and I know that I have the ability to present conservative ideals in a way that actually makes people think and it de-escalates the, the hatred and the anger. And I think that that will give me a leg up in the process because that's what I've been doing for 20 years. You know, for 20 years on the radio, I've been sharing my ideas. I've been listening to Utah voters. I've been sharing my mistakes and my plans and getting feedback. So they're, they're well-defined. I can defend them and I can change hearts and minds to get people over to my side of the aisle. I do, yeah. I've do. i done it every day. All right, fair enough. Uh, this executive order signed by President Trump, Trump relating to uh, law enforcement, where do you stand on that? What do you think? Well, it's important to point out that the majority of the responsibility with this lies with the state. It's the state's responsibility to police their own people. So Congress and the president have limited power and ability. So what the president did is he doesn't have the ability to get out his pen and mandate certain changes. So what he did instead is he incentivized police departments to make certain changes, uh, to ban chokeholds so they'll get a financial incentive if they ban them. Uh, They'll get grants for de-escalation training. They'll actually implement this idea that we're hearing a lot about with co-responder programs. So Mm. you send somebody out who's trained to deal with people with mental health issues or substance abuse issues. I thought it was a great start, uh, but it is just that. It is a start. Now Congress needs to latch onto it, and they need to do their job and solidify these measures. And then the, the real change has to happen in state legislatures across the country and within cities and police departments. But I thought it was, it, it was a good start. I thought you let out well, and I support the executive order. All right, we'll have to leave it at that. Jay McFarland, Jay Mack, running for Utah's fourth congressional seat in the United States Congress, House of Representatives. Sir, thank you so much for your time. Good luck to you. It's great talking to you, Lee. 
Likewise, take it easy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we return, I want to pay attention to one line from yesterday's press conference delivered from the Utah State Capitol. It was the governor of the state of Utah. It was Angela Dunn. It was leadership in the economic world here in Utah, as well as legislative leadership. And there was one person who said one thing that caught my attention. Uh, and I want to elaborate on that specifically. The Civilian Conservation Corps. Yeah, on the commercial break, uh, rack your brain. Remember history class. We're talking about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.